You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 03-9419-8377. Be a part of your community radio station. So you're listening to the Anarchist World this week and I'm Beth and we're here with Margaret as well because it's International Women's Day and this, this happened seven years ago, didn't it, Margaret? It we did. Were, you we and were I did it. We here. had a big call out to Ruth Martin who is actually here as a listener subscriber and was assisting us with the show. So if you're listening, Ruth, a big hello to you. Yeah, yeah. No, it was great seven years ago, so we didn't imagine seven years later we'd be here again, did we? Yes, I think it's just landed on the day that we're doing an anarchist feminist show. So we're going to slip right now into radical dates. Here I was jumping the gun earlier, but a big welcome to all the listeners. So 3rd of March, 1980 in Melbourne, in their first stoppage in 75 years, the majority of shop assistants in the central city go on strike. And the 4th of March, 1948, in Sydney, thousands demonstrate for rent control, holding up city traffic for two hours. And on the 5th of March, 1928, in Sydney, the militant women's group holds Australia's first International Women's Day rally. Yoo-hoo! 12th of March, 1999, Melbourne protesters blockade the construction of a McDonald's outlet in a heritage site in Coburg. How well I remember that. 
didn't work though. On the 18th of March in 1986, Canberra members of People for Public Housing occupy the yet-to-be-opened new Parliament House. 23rd of March 1997, in Melbourne, a protest by the People for Public Housing prevents an auction of public properties in Richmond. And those dates we've just talked about were provided by various IWW calendars and the 2016 How to Create Trouble and Influence People diary. Fortunately, that hasn't come out for a while. So just to remind you, everybody, that the theme today is March 8th, International Women's International Working Women's Day. Uh, we, people often forget the working women part of this theme. So Working Women's Day um, hashtag March 8, hashtag IWWD. Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of um, music again and then we're going to come back and talk about the origins of the International Working Women's Day, which we're celebrating today on March the 8th. Seem like bad news all of the time. We got floods and fires and wars and crime. They try to tell me who I ought to blame, but I know who it is, cause it's always the same. But don't be ashamed if you get confused when you talk to your friends or you watch the news. They try to tell you where it all went wrong And you don't need to argue, just sing this song It was rich people stacking the deck Rich people with big fat checks Rich people having a ball Rich people been giving us all But they laid me off last Thursday night They tried to tell me where the money went But I know who it was pinching every cent It was rich people stacking the deck Rich people with big fat checks Rich people that having a ball Rich people just f***ing us all Now you know the important words Rich people, it ain't the Jews. Rich people don't pay no dues. <laughs> Rich people, it ain't the blacks. Rich people don't pay no taxes. Rich people, it ain't immigration. Is Rich people and corporations. Rich people, it ain't rednecks. Rich people with big fat checks. Rich people, they're having a ball. Rich people, been f***ing us all. CR's annual International Women's Day broadcast. 24 hours of women and non-binary news, views and music on Wednesday the 8th of March. We want to celebrate the resistance, talents, strengths and power of women and genderqueer living here in the Kulin Nation and of those living, fighting and creating change all over so-called Australia 
and the world. This International Women's Day celebration is a celebration of feminism that knows that liberation from gender depression can never be achieved without dismantling all systems of domination and subjugation. From midnight Sunday the 7th of March until midnight on Monday the 8th of March, we'll bring you 24 hours of radio by women and non-binary presenters, producers and musicians. For details, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash IWD 2023. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM, on digital and online, 3CR Radical Radio. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit now about the origins of the the International Working Women's Day, which we're celebrating today. International um, Working Women's Day was well, the International Women's Day, which is a lot, what a lot of women will be calling it, was originally called the International Working Women's Day, and it's celebrated on March eight every year in different regions. The focus of the celebrations range from general celebration of respect, appreciation, and love towards women for their economic, political, and social achievements. An effect of Women's Day was the 1975 Icelandic women's strike, which paved the way for the first president in the world, Vig. Vigdis Finnborgardotter. Um, that was some surname that I think I, I hope it was right. In some regions, the day lost its political favour and became simply an occasion for people to express their love for women in a way somewhat similar to a mixture of Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. In other regions, however, the political and human rights theme designated by the United Nations runs strong political and social awareness of the struggles of women worldwide and are brought out and examined in a hopeful manner. Some people celebrate the day by wearing purple ribbons. The earliest celebration was held as a political event in 1909 in the New York City. Declared a national holiday in the Soviet Union in 1917, it spread to nearby countries countries that is now celebrated in many eastern countries and I'm just um, that was the end of that article but just to say that there'll be assemblies of women in the street and in indoor events around the world um, later on we're going to talk about celebrating anarchist women in this program we've compiled a, a short history of some of them Emma Goldman Mother Jones Lucy Parsons um, but I also wanted to back announce that track that you heard before um, just so you know what it is, you must excuse me. Um, so that song was called Rich People by Carsey Blankton. Um, a fab, she does some amazing other songs, but um, yeah, listen out for her. She's very good. So we might listen to a bit more public announcements or tracks um, and then we'll get back to you with Anarchist Women. Gonna keep on moving forward, keep on moving forward, keep on moving forward, never turning back, never turning back, sigamos adelante. Siempre adelante, siempre adelante, sin mover atrás, 
sin volver atrás. Gonna keep on loving boldly. Keep on loving boldly. Keep on loving boldly. Never turning back. Never turning back. Amaremos con pasión. Siempre con pasión. CR855, get your slice of local film action. You are listening to 3CR Community Radio on digital and online 3CR Radical Radio. Okay, welcome back to International Women's Day. Oh, that was show. a ghost in the studio. Here we had a ghost, yeah. How's it going there, Beth? 
Yeah, it's going going well. Okay, well, that little bit of music we had previous was Emma's Revolution, and they were playing "Keep on Marching Forward" with some um, Spanish language stuff in it too, which is great. Um, it's a very old song. Right. Okay. So we were thinking about um, anarchist women, and one of the sayings we had was about Mother Jones said that um, I'm just going to find that quote that I wrote down, which says here, Mother Jones, a well-known troublemaker in the USA, once said, pray for the dead, but fight like hell for the living, which is all about organising. But I'd like to pay homage now to a staunch anarchist feminist called Jen Angel, who died recently. I'll just talk about her, and then maybe after that we'll do the interview with Rocky. Jen Angel was a tenacious anarchist organiser whose efforts spanned the better part of four decades. She was from the west coast of America. Jen got her start in do-it-yourself print media and counterculture at an early age before the internet brought digital connectivity to the average North American household, similar to here in Australia. Her career extended from the high point of DIY counterculture through to the turn of the century movement against capitalist globalisation to the Occupy movement, the Trump era and the George Floyd uprising. Jen was an ampersand, had an ampersand tattooed on her wrist. You could say that this represented her approach to organising, taking on responsibilities and addressing differences and conflict in her community. So people would say stuff to her and she'd say, yes, and? Because it's so easy to complain and whine, but actually where do we look at solutions and find? So yes, and I think is pretty inspirational. Let's look at what's the and about. She dedicated herself to a wide range of collective undertakings, providing thankless behind-the-scenes work, work and offering the kind of warm-hearted hospitality that enables people to put roots down. Jen became a core organiser of the Bay Area Anarchist Fair, the longest-running anarchist book fair in the United States. With considerable support from the community that she cultivated around her, Jen also got her cupcake business off the ground and sustained it through a series of challenges. This ensured that she could make decisions in her activism on the basis of her values rather than financial pressures, even as, as life in the gentrifying Bay Area became nearly untenable. Organising involves ceaseless challenges and often a tremendous amount of heartache. Despite decades of stress, disappointment and gruelling unpaid labour, Jen continued forward cheerfully. She helped make the 22 Bay Area Book Fair a success and was involved in the organising of the 2023 Book Fair at the time of her passing. To read more of Jen Angel's life and people's thoughts, go to Crime Think websites. You'll just find that on social media. Okay, so um, we might um, have time for, well, see how we go. We might do some public, we might, how about we do a bit of historic uh, anarchist women because I know um, Beth was going to read about, um, mother. which one were you going to read? Um, Emma Goldman and okay. Lucy Parsons. Maybe just one because we've got a call to Rochelle at the Anarchist Book Fair around in a few in about five minutes. So just do one whenever we'll fit in. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I'll yeah I'll start off with Emma Goldman. She was born in Lithuania and migrated to the USA. She became educated and organised as a garment worker, and came out as an anarchist and feminist public speaker. Emma founded Mother Earth magazine. Red Emma, as she was known, 
Um, I think a lot of people thought that she was actually a communist rather than an anarchist. That's why they called her Red Emma, but uh, the nickname sort of stuck. She did speaking tours on abortion, um, contraception, uh, and voting for um, politicians. And to quote her, uh, one of my favourite quotes is, if voting ever changed anything, they'd make it illegal. But uh, she had support uh, for the Mexican Revolution. She was harassed by haters, denounced by politicians, and also spent time in prison for her anti-conscription and anti-war activism. Emma was jailed and then deported from the USA in 1917. Emma went to Russia to support the revolution Um, She was critical of Lenin and Trotsky and she was exiled and moved to France. She certainly got pushed from pillar to post, (laughs) didn't she? (laughs) Mm. Um, Emma spoke out against the fascist tyrant Mussolini and the repression of the Italian anarchists. Emma visited Spain in support of the Spanish Revolution in 1936 and at educational and solidarity events outside of Spain, for example, London. And uh, there, was, there was one million members occupied workplaces and lands in the workers without bosses were running their own sites. Examples of this were farms, health, manufacturing, transport, transporting themselves, um, to defend their communities, they established worked um, militants and soon had to fight off not just bosses, thugs and police attacks, but military um, as well. Uh, the pro, um, pro Satan, uh, uh, the Communist Party and other politicians tried to destroy the workers' revolution within Spain Portugal and France increased um, their borders and sea blockades by Britain tried to stop ships and supporting um, the revolutionaries with supplies. Now, Emma, um, she died in 1942 and was buried in a Chicago cemetery. Uh, And... She struggled for the eight-hour day, and was um, yeah was 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 buried actually in Chicago. So she never really went back to her home country, which was quite sad, wasn't it? Well, Lithuania is it was a home country, and it's well known for pogroms against the Jews. So um, that's probably why she couldn't go back there. There weren't many places she could go back to. No, it seemed yeah. like she was shuffled around. Nobody really wanted her, and. Yeah, she was pushed from pillar to post, which was a was a shame. But I remember, I remember once actually when um, quoting her when she actually ended up in exile in a house, and she said she actually took great um, great comfort in doing housework, and mm. that mm. was that was actually quite interesting. And I suppose mm. it's that sort of thing. Sort of, um, she was discussing that, discussing the whole. The whole sort of theory of domestic labour as well, but yeah, she—I suppose she'd never had time to do that. But when she did, she took quite a bit of comfort in it. She's had an interesting life for sure, and um, 
a friend of mine um, who died, his name was Albert Meltzer and he lived in England, wrote quite a few anarchist things, but he he met Emma Goldman when he was 16 and joining the anarchist movement, so he was very young. When I met him, I was young too, but um, he said she was so grumpy, but it was that time of her life where she'd just been exiled from one country to the other and it was really hard in her old age kind of work and she ended up in Canada with friends staying with them, but... Um, anyway, it's 10.27 and we're going to um, put a bit of music on and also we'll probably, um, I think we might do some public announcements, but we'll try and get Rochelle pretty soon on the phone too for an interview about Camp Anarchy, which is coming up really soon. What uh, track would you like now, Margaret? Um, I think we just put some announcements about what's happening today and we'll do some music called Bikini Kill after Rochelle, I think, but we'll get the interview landing. We'll just put a few um, public announcements maybe. North Preston Life Saving Club is a new creative space, gallery and studios run for and by queer artists with disability. They're currently taking applications for studios and membership with priority given to disabled, queer and BIPOC communities. They'll be running workshops, holding community events and showcasing works by local and interstate artists. The North Preston Life Saving Club crew are seeking assistance in getting up and running and they need your help to get three-phase power to run equipment, including a kiln. To find out more and to show your support for independent creatives, please visit their Facebook page, North Preston Life Saving Club. North Preston Life Saving Club is a 3CR supporter. Solidarity Salon, home of Radical Women and Freedom Socialist Party, has moved to Reservoir. We are a socialist, feminist bookshop and organising centre eager to collaborate with a diversity of optimistic rebels. All gender identities welcome. We're at 113 Spring Street Reservoir, near Regent Station. Drop in or get contact details at socialism.com. Solidarity Salon is a proud 3CR supporter. The US and the UK under AUKUS are pushing Australia into another imperialist war. At the same time, whistleblowers who expose war crimes are jailed. Come to the rally and march for peace, truth, not war. 18th of March, beginning at 1pm State Library, marching to Treasury Gardens. Help build a people's movement for peace. No AUKUS Roundtable is a 3CR supporter. CR Community Radio, giving the voice to the community since 1976. Okay, okay we're here. Hello, Rocky, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. I hope you guys are well. Yep, sure. Just need a bit of volume if that's all right. Or, or, that's it's as phone. good as we get. Maybe you could speak up a bit if that's okay, Rocky. Okay. Well, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about Camp Anarchy. I know it's coming up really, really soon. Hi everybody, it's so exciting. Camp Anarchy um, is in this just amazing old um, camp place called Camp Eureka. 
Um, and we've just got an incredible lineup of um, DJs and um, we've got just fantastic workshops and it's just going to be a weekend of people connecting and hanging out. And, look, if you just want to come and come out to the bush and camp up, do it. If you want to come and, you know, be a part of the workshops and get involved, um, yeah, it's just going to be a, a really um, fun weekend. So maybe maybe some more specifics would be great too. Um, sure. Where's the what's the area? Do you, can you tell us how to get there? Sure. Um, it's a little bit hard to explain it, but essentially it's Yarra Junction. So what you can do is you can get on to um, Facebook and tap in Camp Anarchy Twenty Twenty Three, or you could go to Eventbrite and tap in Camp Anarchy. Um, and um, all the details should come up. And also we'll um, put a few links um, to this show if we can. That would be great. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I think going there is really good. The links, yeah, sure. And it's starting on um, Saturday morning. Around what time, do you reckon? Um, so we're opening the doors at 9 o'clock. Um, so everyone is welcome to rock on down any time really but um yeah it'd be fantastic to see everybody on saturday so it goes from saturday to sunday and then monday morning it bump bump out now i know myself um you've got to actually get there quite early if you want to get a cabin to sleep in um and i'm not really a morning person so i've missed out on that in the past but it's not a problem because i've just taken a tent and uh, there's plenty of camping around there sites isn't there yeah, that's right. The cabins are all filled at this point, but I mean, it's not just cabins. There is just beautiful, luscious bush with plenty of space to um, hitch a tent, and um, there's lots of, you know, uh, community spaces to hang out in as well. And yeah, it's, uh, I think, you know, um, grab your tent, chuck it in the back, bring your family, um, bring your friends, and yeah. And, and there's, there's also um, some workshops there for children. Um, well, we haven't got anything specifically for children, but spontaneously they um, have sort of, I guess, just started up by the kids in the past. You know, every now and again the kids will be like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a theatre play. And, um, yeah, so certainly in terms of workshops for kids, there's not really anything established, but um, the kids tend to have spontaneous productions, we might say. Uh-huh. And uh, dogs are, are welcome as well. I often bring my dog along when I come and stay there. Yeah, dogs dogs, dogs are welcome. I mean, you know, there's just a few um, things that we've got to be, um, you know, respectful of um, is that, you know, we don't bring the dogs too close to the creek so that we, we're not messing with, you know, the ecosystem um, and that, you know, you take responsibility for your dog. And, um, yeah, but it's certainly a very dog-friendly space. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really beautiful out there. Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing I remember most as a organizer from way back of Camp Anarchy, just getting there early and appreciating the bush. It's just beautiful, mm. isn't it? It's a superb mm. place, and it's so good to keep it up and running and things happening mm. there. Tell us a bit about meals. How are they organized? As people are bringing stuff, or you've got a? I know it's got a great kitchen, uh, Camp Eureka. Oh, look, the kitchen and the um, the communal spaces are just incredible. Like, truly, it's a, it's a really incredible space. Um, so we've got this massive kitchen with pretty much, um, you know, industrial-grade um, ovens and we've got um, meals 
um, being coordinated and it's like the whole concept of Camp Anarchy, Anarchy for anyone that sort of has been there in the past, we're just continuing it on. This this camp has been going for 11 years, you know, it's, been, it's incredible really. But um, in terms of meals, it's you know, it's all about um, everybody chipping in and um, cooking together um, and um, making the space, uh, making the space about everybody's energy. So it's all about everybody, um, you know, collectivising together and um, working on different things and then it just feels good, you know. Yeah, sure. And we'll probably, if there's people out there listening that have excess food or if people want to drop some boxes of fresh fruit and veg, I'm sure you'd more than welcome that. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. Yep, definitely. Yeah, and how um, how are the work the workshops are coming together pretty well? Different ones are being set up. Usually, there's practical ones, and you know, sort of um, things like tree climbing and within reason, of course, <laughs> safety issues. <laughs> I know we've had um, a few injuries over the years with, but so people we ask people to be really careful that come up. But how are the workshops going? Anything stand out for you? Are you going to any in particular? Look, you know, the Tactics Jam and um, the DIY solar-powered um, sound system, building a DIY solar-powered sound system sounds fantastic. Um, and that's from the DIY um, solar sound system crew. Um, and Phil Decht will be also um, playing um, in the evening. I think he's playing on Saturday. Um, and, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's an interesting sort of, you know, um, what else is there? There's um, uh, self, um, self. The Nuclear Free Collective is doing some workshops. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't actually have the work the workshops right in front of me right now, so I could mm. do with a bit of assistance. <laughs> How's the experience been organising the camp? Oh, look, it's been great. Like everybody's, you know, really putting a lot of energy and effort in and that. A beautiful thing um you know it's just like organizing anything you've just got to sort of be onto it um and yeah we just sort of all check in with each other and um you know just i don't know <laughs> you just sort of do and then it all happens <laughs> yeah and it's really good too because you don't have to commit to the whole weekend you can just come for a couple of hours or you know however long you sort of feel like it but once you once you get there you certainly do want to stay a bit longer yeah, so you you know you can come for the day or you know you can come for two nights. I mean, it's totally up to you. Um, and the way we've sort of sorted it out is that there's a ticketing system online. But of course, if you don't wish to do that, you can um, pay at the door. So we'll just have like somebody supervising the gate. Um, and so if you want to come and you don't have a ticket, don't stress about it. Um, you are still totally welcome. But just try and bring the right change because it could be. Um, a little bit difficult. Yeah, we can always make a donation as well. Yeah, that's what we'll encourage. No change. Have yeah. to keep it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> good way to cover costs. So, um, so if the numbers coming in, or they'll probably come on the day, eh? Rather than um... yeah, no numbers. Numbers are coming in, but certainly, um, you know, as we know, like Camp Anarchy's got a bit of an amazing legacy and a lot of people just sort of know it as the space that you rock up and, and pay on the door. So we're still definitely doing that. Um, we've sold a fair few tickets, so that's cool. And we've got some pretty um, exciting um, music happening on the weekend. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be fun. 
Good, and I hope it becomes a bit intergenerational. We've had different generations there at different times, and there's, there was a tour once by someone who was connected with Camp Eureka came to Camp Anarchy and told us a bit of the history of Camp Eureka, and that was pretty fascinating too. Mm. So we, we'll see how things turn out this year, but it sounds great. I'm hoping to come, and I know a few of my friends want to come, so... I encourage everybody to come, yeah. So maybe just give sure. us the, like, the details before, because I know I'm interrupting you. Um, so <laughs> if you can tell us exactly how to find out more details, like you did at the beginning. Sure. Okay, so go, if you're on Crackbook, um, Facebook, go Camp Anarchy 2023 and do a search and you'll find us. Um, or if you want to just sort of go direct to the ticketing and get a little bit more information about what's happening, just go into Eventbrite um, and tap Camp Anarchy and we'll come up. Um, and um, all the details are there. So, um, yeah, please, like, come along. It will be fun. And, um, yeah, we, we need this. We, ne- we need... We need events like this. We've had a like, pretty tough last few years, don't you reckon? It's really great to get out in the mm, country. Good for you for yeah. helping to organise that, Rocky. Um, we're going to um, put... Is, I'll just ask, is there any questions? Um, try, have you got any questions at all, Beth? Um, maybe if you could uh, let people know what the cost is. Sure. Okay, so we've got waged and unwaged. Unwaged is $40 for the Saturday and the Sunday, and that's all meals, music and workshops included. So it's essentially 20 bucks a day um, if you're unwaged. If you're waged, it's $80, it's $80 for the weekend. Um, and, you know, we don't check concession cards or anything like that. So if you're really strapped for cash, you know, you can tick unwaged. That's, that's okay. Um, there's no judgment about, you know, if you, don't, if you don't have the money, that's okay too. Just come along and put in some effort in um, assisting um, how things are going to be operating. So, you know, getting involved. But um, so there's a no turn back policy in terms of um, what resources people may or may not have. Um, yeah. No, that sounds great. That's that's very, very generous. A real anarchist spirit there. Um, we're gonna, yeah, and you have free, of course. One more question. Yeah, I do have a question, Rocky. It's Kelly here. Um, yeah, I'm just interested. You were starting to speak about um, why this is really important. These events. Can you speak a bit more to that? Why? Why do you feel that way? Well, look. I mean, it's you know we're moving into pretty sort of hard times, um, and we. I mean, you know, we need to sort of stick together and look out for each other and. Um, maintain community and maintain community um, in different spaces, so not just in city spaces, um, and, you know, collectivise our efforts and put in um, our energy into um, making fun for ourselves um, and in a way that feels safe, is supportive. Um, Of course, it's rainbow family safe um, and, um, you know, just just building um, our movement and there's so many different ways of doing it but a camp is a brilliant way of doing it. Good, thank you. Exactly. I wanted to quickly ask before you go away um, just to give us a bit of a a background about... um uh, bikini kill you went and saw them last night and we're going to put rebel girl on that give us a <laughs> bit tell me how it went and oh, you know a bit about the group yeah oh it was just wild bikini killer just oh so good um 
Yeah, just, you know, there was, and the, the crowd, it was an all-ages crowd, so that was really sort of interesting too. Like, there's lots of really, lots of young people that really liked them, so that was a bit like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're an old <laughs> punk group, aren't they? Yeah. Right, girl stuff, yeah, great. Um, and, you know, everything that um, Kathleen, like the lead singer, was sort mm-hmm. of talking about um, in between her songs was just, it's just crazy how, um, you know, what they sing about is still apt today, you know. Um, yeah, just fighting against misogyny and, um, you know, women um, lifting women up and, you know, um, being inclusive and, um, yeah, uh, like it was just incredibly wild, like danced all night. It was so much fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Rochelle, for talking to us, Rocky. Um, so we're going to put that music on now. And thanks for it and see you. See you soon. Yeah, okay. I look forward to it and yeah. hope to see you all there. Okay. Yay. <laughs> good, good. Okay, then. Thank see you. you. Bye. Bye, Rocky. Bye. Protection and criminal justice systems. You can watch the hearings online or make a submission. Child protection and criminal justice systems. You can watch the hearings. 
Emily runs discussion groups in person and online. Catch us anytime on 855. Catch us anytime on 855am. Keep in touch. 3cr.org.au. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, my system was playing up, but we're back now. So we're going to go back to commemorating anarchist women. And um, Beth, you were going to talk about Lucy Parsons. That's yes. Right. So Lucy Parsons was born in 1853 and died in March, uh, on March the 7th, 1942. She was an American labour organiser, radical socialist and anarchist communist. That's an interesting title, isn't it? Anarchist communist. I would have just thought of her as an anarchist. But um, she was remembered as a powerful organiser um, Parsons entered the radical movement following her marriage to newspaper editor Albert Parsons and moved in with him uh, from Texas to Chicago where she contributed to the newspaper. He famously edited The Alarm. Following um, Albert Parsons' death in 1887, um, he was um, executed in conjunction with the Haymarket Affair. Uh, Parsons remained a leading American radical activist and was a founder of the Industrial Workers of the World and member of other political organisations. Now, I just wanted to say um, about the Haymarket Affair. Um, Haymarket Martyr was... Um a pretty sort of course celeb, the way the police went into demonstrators and shot anarchists and shot other people, but primarily there were... And I, it, no, I see what, hap- what happened was that they picked people off who they said caused all this, and this chap, Albert Parsons, was one of them. And it's pretty... Um, May Day we do a celebration and there's lots of anarchist iconography around the Haymarket martyrs themselves and... And if you go to, I think, Chicago, there's a memorial to Freeman Goldman and um, for the Haymarket, Martyr, Haymarket Martyrs. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty devastating mm. too. Yeah. When I was looking into um, history about Lucy Parsons, who I find quite interesting, um, especially around her portraiture, there's a similar portrait of her, which is one image. Um, she had a sort of different background. She definitely wasn't white, but it sort of like disputed her background. And also she was alive around the time of Emma Goldman and it sounds like they didn't get on. So I was just curious why they didn't get on. Well, I suppose it's just a clash of personalities. Exactly. Even if you're fighting both, for the same cause, doesn't mean you're going to be best buddies. Both fiery women and anarchists <laughs> have so many different um, sorts um, that both were quite collectivist, I think, because America's scourged with, you know, like individuality. It's individualism, American anarchism, that um, to hear about collective anarchism, both of them seem collectivists anyway. But it's, it's funny how Emma Goldman has so much more fame than Lucy Parsons. Exactly, and I think that's based on race too, Emma Goldman, Emma, Lucy Parsons being a black woman. Yeah. That's right, even though, mm-hmm. I mean, back back in those days, I mean, she didn't really own up to it, but back in those days it was it was very, very difficult and difficult to sort of ad- admit, you know, that, you know, you were somebody, somebody of colour. 
So, yeah, she's very interesting for anybody to Google her and to look up some more information about her. There's also Mother Jones. Yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about Mary Harris, Mother Jones, an Irish-born American school teacher and dressmaker who became a prominent labour and community organiser. She helped coordinate major strikes and co-founded the Industrial Workers of the World, another one, so she obviously worked with Lucy Parsons in that. Jones worked as a teacher and dressmaker, but after her husband and four children all died of yellow fever in 1867 and her dress shop was destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. She began working as an organiser for the Knights of Labour and the United Mine Workers Union from 1897. At about the age of 60, she was known as Mother Jones. In 1902, she was called the most dangerous woman in America for her success in organising mine workers and their families against the mine owners. In 1903, to protest the lax enforcement of the child labour laws in the Pennsylvania mines and silk mines, she organised a children's march from Philadelphia to the home of President Theodore Roosevelt in New York. I mean, he was renowned for the New Deal, but it wasn't a New Deal for a lot of working poor people. So yeah, Mother Jones, what an amazing person. So I suppose she got that title because she was actually abdicating for children, because there hasn't been much mentioned, you know, with the other activists about the rights of children and child labour, has there? Exactly, exactly. No, she was a great advocate for children and all that sort of, yeah. And um, the mine workers especially, I know there's a great song, Which Side Are You On? And um, that we put on a, we put on in the past on various Seneca shows. But um, I just realised time's leaving and we've got a long track. We're going to put this track on at the end by a group called Lankham, who are a Dublin group, and it's called Hunting the Wren. But I just wanted to make our farewells because the track goes till the end of the show. But I wanted to thank everybody listening to us and thank Kelly for doing the panelling. It's been great. Bit of a different show for an International Women's Day show. Yeah, it's and been Beth, great. And Beth, thank you too for joining in. Oh, thanks for, thanks for asking me. And, uh, yeah, it has been a very different program and uh, Joe was quite shocked when... And we mentioned we're going to be playing music I heard, because I, I think there's well, it hasn't, there hasn't been music. any music on the Anarchist <laughs> world for seven years. There you so are. I'm sure it'll be another seven before there's <laughs> any more music. So. so we'll just play an announcement and then we'll um, finish off with our track. And um, coming up next is a um, special show, um, Robbie's usual show, um, coming up at 11 a.m. So stay tuned for that. Catch us anytime on 855 a.m. Keep in touch, 3cr.org.au. Family runs discussion groups in person and online. Tune in to 3CR's annual International Women's Day broadcast, 24 hours of women and non-binary news, views and music on Wednesday the 8th of March. We want to celebrate the resistance, talent, strengths and power of women and genderqueer living here in the Kulin Nation and of those living, fighting and creating change all over so-called Australia and the world. This International Women's Day celebration is a celebration of feminism that knows that liberation from gender depression can never be achieved without dismantling all systems of domination and subjugation. From midnight Sunday the 7th of March until midnight on Monday the 8th of March, we'll bring you 24 hours of radio by women and non-binary presenters, producers and musicians. 
For details, go to 3cr.org.au forward slash IWD 
Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.